We are live. Mariah's butt's on the screen. Beautiful, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. Another Wednesday afternoon for you, ladies and gentlemen, here at the Red Hawk Recap. Let's pull our posture up. Take a big breath. And let's let loose today, ladies and gentlemen. Beautiful day. Leave for Abu Dhabi tomorrow. Grab yourself a refreshment and have a fucking slurp of it. Okay, I feel like we got lots to talk about today, ladies and gentlemen. We're here with the great JX Soto and uh, Mariah Morgan. This pod is sponsored by patreon.com slash Red Hawk Academy. Guys, there's so much shit on here. I was going through here the other day. And for years, we've been posting content on Patreon, content you've never seen before, recipes, tons of MMA and fighting techniques and jujitsu techniques. And I mean, the list goes on and on. It was taking me forever to go through everything just, just because. Um, so yeah, if you want to support the pod, check it out. Lots of extra content on there and, uh, it helps out the pod a lot. And, uh, what do you got going on JX? Uh, you guys can go to jxsoto.com. Site is down right now, like closed, but you can put your email and it'll notify you once I have stuff for sale jxsoto.com you said huh yeah and uh he comes out with some good stuff a lot of a lot of my jiu-jitsu students wear the gi wear the product stuff i wear a lot of the gear too and it's always just quality made stuff nice uh designs get it while you can ladies and gentlemen what do you got mariah morgan all sorts of things other side of the mic (laughs) all sorts of things she's got blonde hair (laughs) um yeah, well, we got we got a big trip coming up tomorrow. We leave at 9 a.m., go to L.A., and then the L.A. flight doesn't leave till 4 p.m. So I'm like, holy fuck, I wish this fight was just in Vegas. Quick trip, four days, boom, boom, boom. But no, it's in the other side of the world. A lot of shit that goes into it, too. The passport, the COVID test 48 hours before, a lot of bullshit. But once I get there, I'll be excited. I'm excited to get your passport? Yeah. Remember you didn't have it? I got the I got the passport ready to go, so uh, uh, not sure what to expect. One thing that makes me excited about going is Sugar Sean's ready for this fight, so big opportunity, obviously. And then uh, we'll go from there. I was looking online. This uh, the extreme couture people were talking about a troll too, who was talking online to this girl about how she's going to come and spar, and then the trolls and she come out. Trolls on the internet, it's so funny. It's just like there's such like. They're such pussies, especially if you're a troll. You're probably a white belt in jujitsu with no experience. And it's it's just, if you know jujitsu, a white belt with no experience, it's just e- crazy how easy they feel. Like, it's like playing with a fucking child. And then these people who've never been in a physical altercation or maybe did some kung fu in the past, they think they're fucking really tight or they're really tough. or And then they come in and then, and then they realize, like, holy shit. Like, this guy could kill me with fucking ease. 
So the trolls out there, hopefully, hopefully they can they can keep coming in the gym and we can keep getting some good content from that and uh, and go from there. Because do you think they just want attention, or oh. do you think that they actually think? I think it's, it could be up. both. It could be a little bit of, um, it could be a, a slight touch of retardation, or it could be they do want attention, that they want the person to reply, and then you reply, and they're like, oh, you replied, you finally replied. Yeah, I think a lot of it's probably attention, but some people are delusional because they watch it all the time, so they just think it, like fighters make it look easy, mm -hmm. so they don't understand what it's actually like. Yeah. I think a lot of people are definitely are delusional or, or maybe the person's really strong and they just think, they just think if I grab a hold of you and just squeeze, you can't do anything. But you just, if you've never felt the power of jujitsu and how easily someone can manipulate your body or get to your neck or get to one of your limbs, you really have no idea. And you definitely shouldn't be talking shit on the internet if that's the case. Um, so a couple things, a couple things, a lot of shit going on. I guess Shakira. Shakira to spend eight years in jail as a judge orders at the trial. Right now? Eight years for sexy Shakira. She's going to be in the pen. Really? I thought that was cleared already. Tax fraud allegations require Shakira to face up to eight years in jail. The 45-year-old singer has been accused of not paying taxes in Spain between the years 2012 to 2014. She says um, she defrauded the Spanish government of 15 million Huevos. I, I thought I seen a video saying that, that it was eggs? cleared. Oh, Fifteen million dollars, <laughs> huevos. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but for real. No I, wait, I thought that was cleared though. How old I mean, is that article, boss? According to this Instagram post, brother, and oh, everything there, on here is fucking rude. <laughs> but that said, up to eight years. It didn't say she yeah, got eight years. To. She curious to spend eight years in jail. Is Tax fraud allegations required it to face up up. Oh, okay, up to that one says. Well, we'll just quit going off it Instagram now about that. But God, <laughs> imagine if Shakir is your cellmate. If They'll you probably were keep her by herself. Shakira, yeah. If you were a cellmate with Shakir, what would you do? Learn how to dance. Scissor. Scissor? No, learn how to dance. Maybe scissor. Maybe not. And just have her sing for you, maybe? Just drill maybe some singing, drill some jujitsu. I just would just like to scissor. learn how to dance. Yeah. But if she was dancing with her butt and wiggling it around, you never know. Could get juices no. flowing. Oh my god! <laughs> juices flowing. That's you. It doesn't mean you're lesbian. I never said I was, and you're trying to put this I on me. I didn't say you were either. <laughs> okay. Comms op passport seized in Russia. Manager ref refutes refutes claim. Jemaya was initially supposed to arrive in Rio de Janeiro this week to watch a film premiere about Brazilian jiu-jitsu legend. Fernando Beba. However, his passport was taken because Russia has been recruiting soldiers for the war against Ukraine, the outlet says. Chimaya have had his passport seized in St. Petersburg, where he disembarked before heading to Chechnya to visit his family. Chimaya is a Chechen native. However, he currently resides and trains in Sweden. Kamzat's team is trying to get him out of Russia. The fighter's team is currently trying to get the Swedish government involved to bringing him back to the country. Wow. So they want him to fight in the war. Jeez, it's I like think we I've seen um, I don't know if that's Cap too. Are you just reading Cap news today? <laughs> yeah, it could be. You know, I could well, be. Well, I seen Brett tweet saying that he talked to him, saying that he's gonna be back in two weeks. It's a lie. But basically, God, uh, where are you getting this news from? Instagram Cap. feed, <laughs> the main Instagram feed, ladies and gentlemen. Kevin Holland's back. He got booked with uh, Stephen Thompson. Everyone called it. 
I mean, I thought he was, I thought he was serious. It seemed like he was serious, but I guess you could just say that anytime you want and be, they booked him with Steven Thompson here in a couple months. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. What do you mean you thought he was serious about what? He said he retired. Yeah. He said he retired and he was dead serious about it. And then, uh, they booked him. So he's getting ready to rumble again. Offered him too much money. Probably not that much money, but probably a decent amount of money to fight Stephen Holland, probably. And he's young, and why not, huh? So, last week we missed a question with Dan Garner. It was, how would it affect a fighter or an athlete that, between fight camps, blows up? Someone like Patty, Patty Pimlin or something, who between fight camps just says, fuck it, I'm just going to eat all the food I want and get all the inflammation going I want. Here we go, let's see what Uncle Dan says. Mm. Okay. Is your phone connected? Here we go. What's up, everybody? All right. Tim asked me, what are the negative effects of a fighter who blows up his weight after each fight camp from shitty food and then crash diets from there for their next fight camp like Patty Pimblett does? Look, the, uh, the negative effects that happen to a fighter are the negative effects that happen to anybody who does this roller coaster, high and low crash dieting and pigging out approach. When you are gaining weight, it is very well documented that uh, several things will happen. Number one, you'll begin to lose your insulin sensitivity, so your ability to properly utilize carbs as a fuel source, as well as store carbs in the form of lean tissue in the muscle mass, as opposed to fatty tissue in your fat cells, becomes drastically not working in your favor. So your overall carb tolerance reduces as you gain body fat. Also, there is an enzyme known as aromatase, which converts testosterone into estrogen. And that enzyme is located within the fat cells. So the more fat cells you have, the more aromatase you have. The more aromatase you have, the lower your testosterone is and the higher your estrogen is. This, among many other things to do with inflammation, adding weight and beating up your joints, like for example, if you just add on 10 pounds, right? Well, the average person takes 5,000 steps per day, even on a lazy day. Well, 10 times 5,000 steps is an extra 50,000 pounds of unnecessary weight being placed on your ankles, knees, hips, and joints every single day, in addition to the estrogen, the loss of carb control, and the increase in inflammation. So there's a whole lot of negative outcomes that come with gaining weight, but then you have to lose weight, right? So then you have to get into a crash dieting state. Well, hypocalorism, when you are crash dieting, that also reduces testosterone because you have a very low uh, total caloric intake and your body is basically in preservation mode because you've gone from overfeeding to now overstarving. So your body reduces a lot of hormonal output in, in an effort to reduce your metabolism so that you don't crash diet. So you have a slower metabolism, you have less testosterone, and the more crash-like your diet is, the greater at risk you are of losing muscle mass along the way too. So if you want better carb control, if you want less inflammation, if you want less beat up joints, if you want more testosterone, if you want more muscle mass, which actually makes your weight cuts easier, if you just want to be a better fucking fighter, don't blow up in between fights. That's the least professional thing that you can do. Yeah. I mean, when you're dieting, I mean, even someone like Patty who's walking around 200 pounds, probably close to 195, and he goes down to 56. 
when you're losing over 20 pounds, it's like, dude, it's like, holy fuck. And, and, and okay, 190, so that's 34 pounds, 34 pounds, probably average. That would, that's a lot of fucking weight and you got to be dialed in. And then you're eating, you're, and then you're so strict that I can see why it's this constant roller coaster. Like you fucking crash diet. You're so disciplined. You're just eating bland food, the same food all the time. Then you win the fight and then it's like, God, you can eat whatever you want. So you just cram it in as much as you can. You know that when you eat that pizza, you can eat more and it's okay because wins aren't around the corner. That's how you would always justify it. And I think that's how all fighters start, though, is binge eating like that. Yeah. And hopefully they grow out of it. But even when you were fighting back and eat really strict, good. And then even when we'd go out to eat, you'd be like, I'm like, let's just take it to go. And you're like, no, I have to finish it and literally leave the restaurant, like barely being able to walk or breathe yeah that was pretty normal uh just being so full you're dizzy I'm like just so full not just like satisfied stuffed to the fucking gills just because you could have it because you knew in a few weeks you'd be dieting again mm-hmm. it's almost it's an eating disorder really yeah it definitely is definitely is but like i said are you like I said to Sean, I'm like, you do you want does he want to be like the Michael Jordan type athlete who's doing everything and just staying fucking disciplined and everything? Or do you want to be just kind of the guy that's in the UFC, just a normal guy who blows up? Then you can blow up and not really give a fuck. I guess. Deciding to be elite or decide to just kinda of hang out. And isn't too like if you're getting like those concussions, it messes up your testosterone too. And then if you're blowing up like that, your testosterone's gonna be all messed up. Like yeah. you're messing up your body really bad. Yeah, which is crazy because who would have known that lots of concussions over and over and over would lower your testosterone? Not really anyone. And just all that bad food, especially like processed, cheap, great value type food probably just adds so much inflammation to your body. Your body doesn't even know how to digest it. And after the fight is when your body needs to recover most. Yeah. And that's when you're doing it. So it's crazy. How you been doing with your eating, Jay? I'm drinking a kombucha. And is that your meal for the day? <laughs> no, I had a salad earlier and then have a chicken sandwich for later. How many grams of protein do you think you're getting a no day? I have no idea, honestly. Like, I Probably 40. Maybe. I usually skip mornings, honestly. Like, I don't really eat anything in the morning. Because, I mean, today I could have. I think I had, um, what did I have? I don't remember what I had. But usually I skip just because I don't like, I don't know if I'm eating too close to training. But when I'm training, I still feel it in my body, you know, so... Mm-hmm. I'd rather almost fast and then just eat after. Mm-hmm. But if I had to think about it, I but protein only, wise, I don't know. I I wouldn't know. <laughs> like last night, I had a steak bowl. Um, I don't even know what I had before that. Really, mm. I think it's just like for me. I don't want to like stress, like count my protein and like do all this extra shit. I'm like, if I'm eating like decently clean, and I'm yeah. working out and I'm staying hydrated. But obviously, I mean. I could take it more yeah. in depth. Well, just I, I think it just matters what your goals are. Yeah. And sometimes it's like, fuck, these next couple of months, I really want to focus on my jujitsu. Mm-hmm. So that comes with it too, is the recovery and getting yeah. the right fuel in you. But yeah, we, Mariah and I got a new espresso machine we've been dealing with. And uh, there's a lot that goes into that. There's a fucking lot that goes into making a good espresso. But I found this site. It's called espressoschool.com. And they have just everything you need to know. Dialing in espresso for the ultimate newbies. How to froth, the dose, the yield, the brew ratio, 
Um, they talk about the grind. They talk about if it's too weak, what you're doing wrong. If it's too strong, what you're doing wrong. If it's too bout bitter, what you're doing wrong. If it's too sour, what you're doing wrong. Where do you get your guys' like beans from? Like the coffee beans? What is that noise? I, I don't know. Oh, I see it. I see it. Oh, it's your computer. Calms that shit, yeah. I usually um, get them from Blue Sky. It's like a local guy, organic. Oh, it's really good. But Tim just ordered some, I think, from Amazon that we're going to try. Well, I was looking at a couple different websites. Uh, the best organic beans voted the best, and I found some, and I ordered on Amazon a big brick of them. But it's been pretty fun doing that, hasn't it? And yeah. the espressos Mariah's been making have just been so goddamn good, dude. You think you've had a good coffee until you actually take the time to make it and figure it out your, for yourself, a good organic bean, the best ingredients you can find. Oh my God. Like we don't even, like we got a coffee today, but I'm like our coffee, like the mochas I've been making in the afternoon have been better than that. I think. Did you watch how they made this? No. God. <laughs> Just take a straight espresso shot to the dome or no? Ugh. Is it bitter for you? It'd be strong. That's the manly crazy? Shit. Some people just sip it like that. Mm-hmm. And then their breath just smells like just shit after. <laughs> a little cigarette. It's side. always like bankers. It's always like bankers <laughs> or car like dealers that just sip their shit. coffee and then they just let it get stale in their mouth. I'm like, that's your fucking teeth. Um, we got a handful of questions on Patreon. We'll go over a few here. And then we're going to talk to MMA Guru. MMA Guru, again, he was on our pod, on the Tempo Sugar Show pod. I want to bring him back on this pod because sean after that pod said he was paralyzed i'm like oh i didn't know that but i guess it was pretty recent but i don't know much about it so i don't want to say say too much i don't know if he got in a fight or what happened but he got paralyzed so i kind of would go into that and then i guess dan hardy and big john mccarthy or is it big john mccarthy or mark goddard one of the two really hate him why i don't know if he's like too harsh in his videos i haven't really watched a lot oh. of him but i'm gonna hear his side of the story but we'll get a, a couple of these questions going here uh, brother Kyle Walker from Patreon has Mariah always been super understanding of you being horned up of you being more horned up. Did you slowly introduce it to her as she was, or has she always known? Tell us a little about the beginning of your guys relationship and what made you guys solid. Um, honestly, what makes us Mariah is a professional barrel racer and she takes that very seriously and she really tries to do it like a professional top to bottom. She's just not like, She's not one of these girls who's just like lazy and just wants to be cool and wants to, she really fucking works hard on those horses and I can see that. And I think that's why our relationship has been so solid from the beginning of time because I was so focused on fighting and, and improving my skills and in all the martial arts and she was so focused on her horses. And then when we hung out, it was a great time. And then we'd go back to our own focuses. I think that was a big reason on why we have such a solid relationship because what, so this may would be how many years dating? 13 13 years so that's a good damn portion of our life and a big reason why our relationship so solid is because i feel like you've been always really open-minded and willing to learn and so have i and wanting to learn and wanting to grow and get better when a lot of i think a lot of girls aren't like that i think they're stuck in their ways they're they they're stuck on how their parents raised them and that's the way they're going to think and anything that goes against that's wrong um, but you weren't really like that and you were willing to listen to podcasts and learn and stuff So I think that's another reason why we kind of grew together. Do you agree? Oh, yeah, that's huge Like we started you listen to podcasts first and I started listening almost more than you But we were learning together and learning how to communicate with each other and just we kind of grew up together Like we were 19 when we met 
like and we didn't move in with each other right away we dated for six years before we moved in together and i think that was huge because it kept our relationship like new it wasn't like um just like fighting and annoyed with each other a year in So Mm -hmm. I think that was huge. And then just having other things that we love to do that aren't always with each other, but we still have things that we love to do together too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. hundred percent. That reminds me though of the open-mindedness shit of this, uh, the the principles book by Ray Dalio. It talks about distinguish open-minded people from closed-minded people. Open-minded people seek to learn by asking questions. They realize how little they know in relation to what there is to know and recognize that they might be wrong. They are thrilled to be around people who know more than they do because it represents an opportunity to learn something. Closed-minded people always tell you what they know, even if they know hardly anything. They are typically uncomfortable being around those who know a lot more than they do. Don't have anything to do with closed-minded people. Being open-minded is much more important than being bright or smart. No matter how much they know, closed-minded people will waste your time. If you must deal with them, recognize that there, there can be no helping them until they open their minds. Watch out for people who think it's embarrassing not to know. They're likely to be more concerned with appearances than actual achieving the goal. This can lead to ruin over time. Yeah. I mean, I feel like... In our little group of people we were around, we don't really have many just closed-minded, stern fucking people. No, that's not who we hang out with, and that's not who we are. But it's easier to be, like, stuck in your way or more old school, too. But as you get older, people just get stuck in your way, and there becomes, like, everything's always changing. So there's always new ways to do things. So you have to work on keeping your mind open, and there's new way to do things, just not stay a certain way in anything because there's always new ways of yeah everything i mean especially in martial arts like boxing and jiu-jitsu it's like it's i mean the fundamentals i feel i think are a lot the same as they always has been but jiu-jitsu is changing mma is changing like the sports changing and growing there's such a new sport but then you get these coaches that are so like no this is like i remember in portland i had this boxing coach who's a good boxing coach um he was teaching good fighters and he tried to tell me that the only way you throw your left hook is thumb pointed towards you. That's the way you throw your left hook. I'm like, I don't think so. I throw my left hook thumb up and I've knocked people out that way. And I'm like, why would he say that? And then I go back, I'm like, I'm gonna watch some Canelo fights. I watch Canelo fights and Canelo's fucking hooking people in close, counter punch with his thumb up, boom, boom, boom. I'm like, you're trying to tell me that and put that engrave that in my mind, and that's just not the that's not the right way, but you're just old school and just kind of closed minded. Or that's the way that has worked for him and his fighters. And that's his way. There's a million ways to do things. There's not one way to do things. And that way might not work for you. Or it might be the right tool you need. So it's just keeping that open-mindedness to where like you could learn something from him. Or he teaches you a bunch of things. But you don't have to take it all in. Yeah. I mean, I think that's important with any coach. Because, I mean, there's no coaches that are going to be perfect. They're just perfect top to bottom. They do anything. Every coach is going to do something maybe that doesn't kind of rubs you the wrong way. But it's like... You got to throw that out and then take what they give good. Yeah, you can learn something from everybody. Mm. Yeah. Be reasonable. Um, yeah, the good book. Again, I've talked about this book m- multiple times, but it just talks about communicating with people and being around closed-minded people and how important it is not to be around fucking closed-minded people. So next question. Oh, yeah. Has... Super understanding of being more horned up. I, I kind of talk to you more about how guys are 
probably what five six years into a relationship kind of explained to you like yeah more when we started like living together yeah i was like guys are horny babe they're not i mean they're horny all the time every guy i've met married not married whatever I mean, I'm I'm pretty good at talking to people and getting I mean getting comfortable with them right away. Not yeah, being people like, warm up to you really fast because you treat them just like a person. You don't you're not like professional like treat them like super professional. So they warm up to you and tell you stuff that they probably wouldn't tell a lot of people. Yeah, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Probably good. Yeah, but yeah, I started telling her six six years in. I'm like. Just explain it. I'm like, guys are different. We're fucking just different. Having a nut sack and a wiener. <laughs> this is hard. You can't really explain it, can you, Jay? No, you can't. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. Uh Ronnie Kirk, safe travels, you and sugar. What's your what's your go to when you do something new and say that that nervous is kicking and breathing exercise in? Or do you tell yourself this is a good feeling? I won't feel like this forever. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a good one, but I mean, you just got to fucking let go. I think I've done enough things that it, like make you really nervous. Different surgeries, just fights, different competitions. That's just like, okay. What did you tell yourself recently for your eye surgery when you're nervous? I just get to a point where it's almost like I go numb. Whatever happens going to happen. You just accept it. Just like, fuck. Well, that, I mean, that's what you got to do. If if being nervous and being like scared and having, if that, that helped, if that helped, you looked at it from the outside and you're like, no, that helps when you do that. I would do it. But then looking at it from the outside, it doesn't help, so might as well not. You're good at staying calm, too. And, like, I think for, like, competing, if that's what you're talking about, like, just being able to control your breathing, you know, in your nose, out your mouth, calm your heart rate down. Um, something funny before me, like, I'll wiggle my toes. Like, just, like, bring, like, notice something like that or. For your bear races? Yeah. Who taught you that? Uh, Judy, my mentor. Mm. And, um. Then I learned from this yoga girl. She's like, when you don't think you can do it, like staying in the cold plunge, I do this all the time. I just say yes in my head because my body's screaming no, like get out. <laughs> like yesterday when I did three minutes and I'm like, I don't know what the time is. I just have my timer set and I just say yes, 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 yes. Just say it in my head and that helps. Nice. Yeah, three minutes in 40 degree water for a girl. It's fucking impressive. Really impressive. People think they can do that until you try to do it. And you're like, fuck, Jay. Three. <laughs> Remember the first time I did it? Oh, you God. jumped right out. <laughs> it's like it was lava. <laughs> and then you like hang, o- hang over oh, the God. side. Yeah. <laughs> I could that, do this shit now. That was the Mexicans don't like that call. Do they, do they? <laughs> hey, I like it now. I could do it now. How long do you sit at arts? <sighs> Only like a minute and a half. <laughs> yeah, that's usually me too. Normally, that's but I my goal is twice a week, three times because they said eleven minutes a week total. Except if the water is really, really cold, it can be a little bit less. But that's oh, really? like the best benefit. Are you guys still going to do it like in the winter? Or can you? It's so much harder it's to do. It's so dude. hard. Is it? Well, you can do it at arts, inside. So well, right. I really want to get a hot tub next to it. So just jump if we in do that, yeah, tub. I don't know. We, we just got to keep each other motivated. Yeah, you can't get <laughs> puss. Gino Forte, what do you think if your coach may give you a blue belt what I think is prematurely accept it and just work harder. Is there any tips or just trust your coach's decision? That's a tough one. But if you're training at your coach's Academy, you got to just trust him. Some people, some people in jujitsu move up quick. Some people are blue. I mean, white belts way longer than others. 
Some people have different athleticism. Some people learn and take in information at different paces than others. Some people, I mean, everyone's different. So it's not like, okay, some Gracie Bajas do it. They do six months, this many classes, you're a blue belt. It's like, dude, I know kids who've who've trained six months and it's like, you barely know shit. But then I know kids that train six months and they're really fucking good. So it's just different. Some people are just naturally athletic and some people train three hours every day and some people train two hours the entire week yeah yeah exactly i mean are you training three hours a week are you training two hours a week are you training one hour a week but then i i do see coaches sometimes do you know you're probably a young kid so you're probably good but i do see coaches sometimes give away belts and stripes and stuff just to keep that person paying you know but i don't really want to be like that i want to be i want a certain standard for all my blue belts hugo brown what's up from what Oh, well, I also think from when you go from white belt to blue belt, you never feel ready. Like I didn't want my blue belt. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how everybody I've talked to. They're like, yeah, I don't feel ready. Yeah. I felt like, like I got mine way too quick. I could have been a blue for another year at least. Yeah. But yeah, probably. Yeah. Did you but feel ready when you got it? Or you no, were like, I was just like, why? <laughs> yeah. You're like, I don't want it. But for me, I got it too quick because I was at a different gym. You yeah. know, how many months? Six months. Six months. I mean, yeah. But how much did you earn your purple belt? Like when oh, you yeah. got your purple belt, you knew you were a purple belt. And I knew yeah. you knew that. Yeah, yeah, I felt good. I mean, I've also heard like even once you get the belt, like it's not like, okay, you get the belt and you're it, good. Like yeah. you still have to train and shit, you know what I mean? Because I have my days where I'm like, fuck, I'm getting fucked up, you know? That's the thing. Like everyone's like, oh, I want this belt. I want this belt. It's like, yeah. dude, you get that belt. Now you have every time you go on the mats, you have that pressure and yep. people expect you to be that good. So it's not like... Mm-hmm. When you're a white belt, it's like, oh, it's okay. I got tapped out by a white belt. I yeah. got tapped out by a blue belt. I get tapped out all the time. It's okay. When you're yeah. a purple belt or a brown belt or black belt, you get tapped out. It's like, fuck, I shouldn't be fucking getting <laughs> tapped out. Yeah. Yeah. I, there's something wrong here. So there's pressure that comes with that. Because then if you don't keep training and you have that higher belt and those white belts or blue belts under you are working hard and you come back in and you're rusty, mm-hmm. like they mm-hmm. catch up fast if they're in their training. Yeah. I mean- Everyone wants that belt so bad, like it's going to be some, but it's really just more pressure and more expectation from you when you get that. Mm-hmm. Hugo Brown, what's up from the UK? Do you ever cheat on your diet? Or are you dialed in 100% of the time? I mean, like right now, honest? this local this local <laughs> pe- pe- lady ha- makes burritos at Driftwood. So snacking on a burrito, it's like, I don't, I'm not so strict on it. I just don't eat really shit. I don't eat Mike and Ike's or Starburst yeah. or, or like Burger King or McDonald's or anything really trash. I try to just eat quality shit. I think on the weekends try. I let loose a little bit. Yeah. After like, like especially a good week of training, you're like, fuck it. Yeah. Well, especially someone like you, you should be housing the calories, I feel like. <laughs> I feel guilty, too, when I eat that type of shit. But I feel like on the weekend, I'm like, all right. But if it's tra- like better quality, even if it is like pizza yeah. or tacos, like you shouldn't feel bad. Like you're training hard. Yeah. I just don't feel like you should feel guilty. If you're putting in like fake pizza frozen pizza that yeah, doesn't yeah, have yeah. real cheese on it yeah. and you're gonna make you sick then that, that you don't do that no has inflammation put in your body yeah even though it's like pizza is not the best for you but if you can find better quality yeah it's true that yeah. anything new you've added to your morning or night routine any protocol you do throughout the day to keep you more grounded and feeling good honestly it's been pretty much the same there's nothing really new same shit i've always done i've just done it for a long time You've been going on lots of runs and walks lately. I mean, I haven't been able to do train jujitsu. 
I'm still in here to coaching. My mind's still in it, so I feel like I'm still doing it, but I don't get to actually train and get that output. So I've been trying to get my workouts in the morning. And I, don't, I have a metabolism that I get I can get fat really easy. So I'm just trying to keep my heart in shape, keep my body still in shape. So when I do come back, it's not such a long jaunt. And I think that's good for people to know because I think when people get injured or sit out like still – watching videos or going into the gym and watching or finding what you can do to keep your heart in shape or keep you a little bit active to mm -hmm. keep your mind healthy. And when you come back, you won't be so out of shape. Yeah. I mean, I can't even say enough how much just studying jujitsu helps. Like pull up a video of any, any of the legends and just watch the video and maybe watch something different this time. Just watch one video and watch their feet, their whole, the whole round, watch what their feet do, the whole jujitsu match. Okay, after that, and then maybe watch what their shoulders and their head does, where their head goes in these certain situations. Watching the videos of whatever sport you want to get good at is so fucking important. So important to do that study. And and when you get hurt, that's just the perfect time to just study more and more. At least study an hour a day of some videos. There's just so much good content out there. You should be studying something when you're hurt. Yeah, because I feel like every time you do get injured and you're out for months, you'll come back and be like, I feel better than I have before like even though you haven't trained for four or five six months yeah. like i feel great yeah for sure okay here we go where do you see the whole team in five years sugar jx brandon garner it's hard to say it's just so hard to say because so many people come to your life so many things happen that are unexpected so it's, i don't really like put a five-year goal on it i'm like I want to just keep training my students. I want to keep putting out good content and having good ideas for good content and having good ideas to keep building my team and building my skills. Whatever happens, happens. But if I can just keep up my good habits, then we'll, then we'll see. But I don't really see nothing five years. I'm going to, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do this. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that's good or bad or what. Uh, Connor Klaus, what's the hardest about, part about leaving Mariah and the same for Mariah. What's the hardest part about Tim leaving? I don't know, leaving my dogs and leaving Ryan. So what's hard about it? I don't have nothing, no one to fuck or hang out with. <laughs> I think our nights, like we're so used to like our night routine and just hanging out and talking about the day and just hanging out. So that'll be kind of lonely. We used to be apart all the time. Like I'd go to Montana for months or you went on fight master or you'd be training, like you'd go to Portland. So we used to be gone from each other all the time, but now we haven't been gone from each other in a long time so but hopefully it goes by fast do i still have a half hour to upload video quick this is uh from guru yeah it should i mean it's good till two well i pay we pay i have the timble sugar show card it doesn't have a, a cap okay okay good 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 so we'll be good good uh maybe we could maybe kind of get that set up jay yeah think? Can we get a funny young Timbo story? I don't know. I don't get a, I feel like I have a lot of fucking funny stories. <laughs> young story. Something stupid or any scraps you got into. I've been in a fucking hand a handful of scraps. I can tell you that much. Okay, what was I your remember, first one? I remember one that sticks out. Is just we were at this testy festy, and I'm probably 20 years old, maybe. And this bl black guy, he's just like, we're, I'm working security. And I'm, I'm out not toot my horn, but the people I was hanging out with, I'm the toughest guy out of them all. And then he looks at me, he's like, you're just some little redheaded dork who hangs out with fighters and thinks you're tough, aren't you? You're drunk. And I don't know why I didn't like, 
just beat his ass right there because my coach owned the whole joint and I should have maybe, but it worked out better because about two, he was talking shit, like trying to like belittle me and make me look like a bitch. And I didn't do anything about it. But then two weeks later, he randomly comes into a, the fight gym that I'm coaching at. I'm teaching there. And I'm, as soon as he walked in, I was just like, yes. <laughs> you want to partner up? I said, no, I said, hey, everyone, put on your Universe. sparring gloves. We're sparring. Oh, shit. No warm up, no nothing. I put on my sparring gloves, put my mouthpiece on, gave him mouthpiece and sparring gloves and ding, ding, ding. Put the round on for like a long round, a long <laughs> round. That I knew he'd be fucked in and came out and just like drilled him to his guts, warm out, blah, blah, boom, just pieced him up, dropped him, put him to his knees, all fours. And then just stood on his back with my hand, with my feet and then dropped down to a body shot. And then I pushed him out of the ring and the ring was probably three, four feet off the ground. And he flopped on the ground. just like looking <laughs> at me like a helpless child. I said, here's your chance to fuck me up. Remember when you're talking all that shit? Call me a bitch. Fuck me up now. And he took his gloves off and he walked off, walked out of the gym and never came back. And he's probably so embarrassed, huh? <laughs> didn't he say <laughs> that he gets, didn't though. remember or something? I don't remember. I said, yes, yeah. you do. Bunk right to the lips. <laughs> he was probably blacked out and drunk. Being a dick. He wasn't blacked out. He sure, for sure wasn't blacked out. He fucking remembered. All right, here we go. MMA guru, brother. Make sure you put record in. Join with computer audio. Yeah. Got a little side tit hanging out of my shirt. Good, 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 good. good. I'll blur it out with a little. <laughs> Guru. It says he's connecting right now. What's up, cousin? Turn your camera on. What's up, cousin? What's up, fellow oh. ginger? How are you feeling today? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I was... It said it started at nine. I'm going to be honest. It's very unprofessional behavior, Tim. Well, no. I, I told you one thirty, and JX sent me a Zoom link that said 1 to 2. Mm, well, I was waiting here since nine, but it's all right. I uploaded a video about uh, Kevin Holland and Stephen Thompson, which just got made. Oh, fuck yeah. Um, so how, how, how you been? What did you eat for breakfast this morning? Um, I don't have breakfast. I don't typically have breakfast, to be honest with you. I'm on American hours, so breakfast is weird in the dark so i didn't know about it so 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 you got fucked up recently and you got paralyzed what what no 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 that's just not true well i uh, it was it yeah explain it for me because sean said sean said there you 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 got paralyzed and i'm like what i'm like I, I had no clue about that but then i don't know who said it but i said it was some weird fight just clear it up for me I'll clear everything up in a simple statement, okay? My fans are very autistic people, <laughs> I think I need to mention, okay? Which is cool. cool. There's like a large chromosome surplus amongst my fan base, mm -hmm. and uh, they like to just say things about myself, <laughs> and um, one of their things is that I'm Jewish. I'm not Jewish. One of their things is that I'm in a wheelchair and I was paralyzed in a street fight. And that's not true either. But they, they just say it. Anytime anyone criticizes me, they just say I'm in a wheelchair. And then the person who criticized me takes everything back in a worried that they've just offended someone in a wheelchair. So it's like my fan base's defense mechanism to any insults against me, I guess. So that's a fucking rumor. So you're not paralyzed. I'm not paralyzed. I'm Stand up perfectly able i'm I'm not gonna stand up well because i like i like the defense mechanism i've stood up though there's a video of it there's video oh what the fuck so that rumor's just literally flopping around there like it's true 
it's I've been like threatened with cancellation a couple of times. And then when my fan says, Oh, leave him, he's had a rough time, he's in a wheelchair, it seems to vanish. So I'm just gonna never confirm, <laughs> but I'm not in a wheelchair. Oh good, okay. Okay. Not, not so I haven't looked into much of the juice. Oh, with you, you and Dan Hardy and everything. So, what was his deal with you? Were you, were you saying shit that should piss him off? That clearly should piss him off, or what were you saying? Uh, I was saying some stuff that should annoy him, but I don't know. I feel like as a grown man, there's like he has a very attractive girlfriend. I don't know if you know this, Veronica Messina. Mm -hmm. I just maybe happened to mention that she is extremely attractive and maybe you know sexually desirable and i think that's where it began really and she took it well so she commented on a video i made a uh hottest female fighter tier list on youtube that got a lot of traction and she commented on that video she's like the top comment so he's probably seen that and that's rubbed him a little bit the wrong way and then i went after mark goddard and he's like best friends with mark goddard so i guess that he didn't like that either to be honest with you Really? So it's mostly about the girlfriend? Because, I mean, I mean, people say stuff about Mariah all the time. I'm like, well, duh. She is fucking hot, of course. Yeah, like, I, it, I literally it, just, I made a tier list, and I put her at, like, A tier. And I said, congrats, Dan Hardy. Congratulations, Dan Hardy. Congratulations. I just over and over again said congratulations, because he deserves congratulations for scoring her. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, I don't think that's it. I think it's the Mark Goddard thing. He's very good friends with Mark Goddard, and he didn't like me going at Mark Goddard over some things. And what did, where it kind of began. what did you go at Mark Goddard about? Um, I made a video. It was like my first mini viral video. Um, exposing like some of his bias moments during the Usman Covington one fight. And uh, just like calling him out on some really bad refereeing, basically. That like really affected the contest and in he, a bad way. I and he know. replied. And he replied on Twitter, yeah. And he was furious and said a whole bunch of angry stuff about mean me. Shit. And then he deleted it afterwards, realizing how angry he was, <laughs> I think. So he, he oh. removed it. Yeah. But then nothing happened for weeks. And then out of nowhere, they uploaded like an hour and a half long intervention together, just slandering me for an hour and a half. Jesus. And then, and then they deleted that. But that's just... That's just how it goes, I guess. That was the situation. Yeah, I mean, maybe you're underplaying it or something because maybe you said some stuff that actually pissed him off. But the, that stuff right there, I, I don't think that's anything to get too flustered about. No, I feel like uh, I haven't seen the video of them slandering me. But there's many people who have, and he hasn't denied any of the things that have been claimed to have been said in it. But he, apparently it started off very calm. But then as it sort of, as they kept talking about me, they got a lot more emotional. And then realizing how emotional he got, he said, that's why you removed the video because he doesn't want to spread that level of negativity and he was out of order and all this. So he's said that he was out of order, but I just retaliated and my retaliation may have been extremely harsh. So that's probably elevated the the beef massively. Oh. <laughs> So do you do you wake up? Do you have a routine for your your videos or your ideas, or do you wake up every day and you're like, just kind of what's in the news? Let me cover it. I got a system. I, I I'm on American hours in the UK, which is disastrous in some ways, but you know I I need to be on American hours, so I'm often like 
I'm working like 8 p.m. till 4 a.m. most days, my time, which is pretty weird, but it's just how it has to be to get the fan base. But um, I'm actually just going to post a video right now. Give me a second. Okay, we're back. So 8 p.m. to 4 a.m., you, you record videos throughout the night? Yeah, I'm in my shed. So it's I'm in a soundproofed shed that I've sort of built up myself over time after saving up some money from videos. But um, I like record predictions, full card predictions. I was really good at predictions. So people started following me for that. And then I go live and I chat to my audience and I do impressions and I joke around and all this type of stuff. So it's just all built up. And then if there's anything big that happens in the news, like Kevin Holland versus Stephen Thompson, which just happened today, I'll make a reaction video to that. And people seem to enjoy those videos. Oh, fuck yeah. So when you, you go to bed about 4 a.m. and then what time do you usually wake up? I usually wake up about, well, I stop this at like 4 a.m. And then I usually wake up, I usually go to bed about 5, wake up around 2 p.m. I try to get sleep. I try to get sleep. It's tough sometimes. Do you, but, do, do, you do drugs? Do you do huh? drugs? Do you do drugs? Yeah, I used I used to. Like I'm like, actually sober. Now. Completely sober. Completely. No way. I'm 24, yeah. Damn. Yeah. So no. So I used to drink a lot uh, when I was younger because in the UK, legal drinking age is 18, which is basically 15, essentially the way that works. So I used to drink a lot then, and I used to I used to smoke a lot of weed, and then that's really can't that's really stopped recently to focus on this. But I'll get I'll get back on him. Yeah. So what kind of made you think like, fuck, I just should not smoke weed and you stopped? Well, I'm not against weed in any way. American weed is legal, good, clean weed. UK weed. A lot of people don't realize this in the UK is disgusting. Just just infected. Terrible, terrible. Laced with this made in someone's bathroom in some terrible area like people don't realize that so it's not the same effect on your brain i've tried american and i've even been to amsterdam a couple of times in my life and it's just completely different and people don't realize the difference so i'm not i'm not smoking uk weed yeah if i can get a good plug then maybe i'll get back on so do you have any like uh maybe workout routines you go on walks or do you do anything or are you going to start incorporating something like that i do work out um i do weights I've got a heavy bag in another shed that I have. I'm full of sheds over here on my property. But I've got another heavy bag I work out on. Um, I take my dog for walks. I look after my dog. That type of stuff. Is, I like to stay active. Is there, not that bad. Is there any like jujitsu gyms or anything near you? Yes, there is. I'm going to get into some jujitsu. I used to do martial arts a lot, but uh, that all died off. I was terrified of brain trauma. It yeah. Actually, like. I get like a real paranoia about it. So I stopped doing all of that to focus on other stuff. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. I mean, I think you'd probably, you'd probably like, you'd probably like it and enjoy it. I did. I'd enjoy it. Yeah. I'm I'm definitely going to get into some kind of stuff like that. Some kind of jujitsu, some kind of grappling, but I need to set my life up with this now. Cause I'm, I'm 24. Like people don't realize how young that is to sort of have your own, business kind of you know? yeah your own shit going so do you just upload a, a video every day and if not go live every day yeah i try to sometimes i just freak out and not do it like there, there is some times where i just will have a day like sometimes i just need a day to get out of the mma space but um typically every day yeah 
Fuck yeah. And I'm going live. So, it, it, say if they booked uh, Bo Nickel versus Kamzat right now, who would win? Hamzat Chimeyev would win in an MMA fight, but I, I keep saying this to people. If they have a wrestling match, Bo Nickel will pin him. Yeah, it's not close. It's not, and people really don't seem to grasp the level of wrestling that Bo Nickel has. Yeah. And it's actually annoying me. I'm in my chat and they're saying, don't be stupid. There's no way he takes down Hamzat. Oh. <laughs> and I'm thinking, like, you guys are, this is a problem mentally that you have, that he clearly will ragdoll Hamzat. But in MMA, you, you don't pin someone. You don't, you have to finish them with submissions. Mm. And if you can't do that, then eventually there's going to be some problems for him with Hamzat Chimeyev in there. Oh my God. Wouldn't it be f sweet if they just fucking said fuck it and they booked that? Yeah. But he's fighting, I think, uh, Jamie Pickett or something. Oh, that's right. That's right. Not too anticipated. But I reckon he destroys him. I, I, I really like Bo Nickel and I, I like his mindset as well, just to even be calling out Hamzat at this point. So. Oh really yeah, good. middleweight's really good right now. It's getting me fired up too. Him saying I'm not going to fight on the prelims. I'm a fucking main card fighter. I I love it. I love that he's turned into this, and it's going to probably take some getting used to for for him to get all this hate and shit that he's probably not used to getting. Yeah, true. But um, at the same time, he's been in the spotlight for wrestling for a f many many years. So yeah. he's more media trained and more fame adapted than many other fighters would be coming into the ufc yeah for sure i'm excited to watch him so what was your prediction real quick to the uh kevin hall and stephen thompson i've got holland catching him at some point man holland's so goofy out there i actually uh, years ago i picked this my like it was something that like really brought a lot of attention to my channel i picked anthony pettis to ko wonderboy in round two and it happened oh, i think goofy striking styles really work against wonderboy and i think Wonderboy can't finish Holland. I don't believe he can because I don't think he can kick well against a guy that moves like Holland. But I think he'll have to punch a lot. And I think if he punches a lot, Holland's got a six-inch reach advantage. And he's so goofy. All it takes is for Wonderboy to get clipped once over the five rounds and a dash choke's getting locked up or something's getting snatched up. Yeah, I'd agree with you too. And Stephen Thompson, I mean... He's he's coming up on forty years old. He's thirty nine years old now. So it's not like it's it's funny when people refer to fighters, they always refer to him as their best days. It's like that's not always the fucking case. Yeah. And he's been out for a year. Like I know he doesn't look old, but he's also had a lot of fights now. You know, that like he broke his hands in a Jeff Neal fight. He broke his hands in a Luke fight. I, I just trust Holland's durability of every part of him more than Wonderboy at this point. Yeah. Story. Young buck, big dude too. I think so also, bro. And this is huge for him because if he wins this, like you got to think after losing that way to Chimeyev, the thoughts that must go through your head as a fighter, like I'm done. I'll never be a champ. If Chimeyev's around, I just can't catch up in the wrestling. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So for him to now get this Wonderboy opportunity, he's already beaten Jeff Neal on the regional scene. So he's like looking at, Oh, if Covington's coming off a loss at some point, or if Masvidal can get past Burns, Masvidal Holland, like this re re sparks his entire career. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's so crazy to see that. Just how many how many wrestlers are the UFC champions now? One, Aljamain. Yeah, Al Alja, but he's more of like a, a jujitsu grappler. Yeah, and, uh, he's got really good wrestling, but he implements more of a jujitsu style of grappling than 
just a pure wrestling yeah. style. Taking the taking the back body triangle instead of trapping the wrist and fucking pounding them for sure. But still, I mean, Black capitalized. it's crazy how how it's caught up because for the longest time, I was like, damn. At one point, I think I was almost a, a wrestler in every division at one point. And I'm like, is that how it's going to always be? But it seems like it's caught up. Yeah, but, you know, it's like, we're kind of in a weird moment right now where the champions aren't stable. Like, there's a lot of changeover with champions. Like, Edwards just beat Usman. But bef if we were having this conversation six months ago, or a, a while ago, you'd, you'd have Usman as a wrestler as champ. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, yeah, there are still true. wrestlers out there. But I think there's a second wave, especially in the higher weight classes, of wrestlers that are going to give these strikers at the top, like Yuri and Adesanya and maybe even Ngannou some problems. Yeah, I agree. All right, brother. Well, it was good talking to you. I'll definitely have you on more when it's come to big fights. Love to hear your uh, input on it. And uh, for my followers, go uh, give uh, MMA Guru a look. And my followers, Tim Welch is cool and he's a fellow ginger, so support a man in need, you know? Fuck yeah, brother. Talk to you later. Peace. Peace out, brother. Okay, that's MMA Guru. Recording recorded. Good. Nice guy. How funny is that? He ain't even paralyzed. He says, though, I, he wouldn't, he wouldn't stand. I'm not standing up. Why? I don't, who knows? Who well, knows? he said there's other videos you can go look where That's he's crazy. standing. Sean said, he said, you know, he's very like, I'm like, really? So maybe it's all bullshit. That's Unless he was crazy. just like, didn't have any underwear on or anything. He's just wearing a t-shirt. <laughs> he's always sitting down. <laughs> or just like shit stained whitey tidies. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but he's a good guy. I like talking to him. But it's funny how his fans just make it up to protect oh, him. Because yeah. then he's like almost canceled. And they're like, you can't cancel him. He's paralyzed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. Okay, here we go. Devin Riggs. Do you feel like coaching takes the excitement away? Does it start to feel too much like a regular job after a while? Also, do you feel like you got a lot better by coaching? Oh, I fucking got way better by coaching and have to break down the techniques and have to explain certain techniques different ways to people. It made me way better and made me understand each position a lot more than I used to. But for me, it doesn't feel like a regular job at all at all like because i love jujitsu so much and i have so many students that are all like my friends and i really like them as people and i really i, I like teaching them jujitsu and watch their confidence grow and then watch them go compete and win or maybe not even compete but just learn jujitsu and get good and for fighting i mean it's the same so no coaching doesn't take the excitement away at all because i love i love the sport uh timbo tell us your story your first bj how long did you last and was it good I would probably have to be senior year in high school. My first little suck job. <laughs> uh, I probably lasted a little bit just because I was so nervous, but I don't think it was that great. Uh, yeah, no, no, no great story there. Pretty classic. <laughs> so we got Sean Quirk. Would love to see an OG video of the walk out way. And will you ever see those again? Also, will you be, will we ever see those again? Also, will we be in the same over there? Or will the UFC provide the foods you guys want? I don't know. Dude, I'm, I I don't know. I'm going to this trip just fucking like don't know what to expect. Don't know where we're staying. I don't even know how long the flight is. I'm just going to show up to the airport, get to the airport, and do what we got to do. Um, OG weigh-in or walkouts? Not sure, brother. Uh, big ship. Is there anything you can see old Peter trying different in this fight compared to his others because of the matchup with Sean? Or do you expect the same little Terminator that we saw against Corey Aljo or Aldo? 
I mean, if he comes out and tries to do something completely different against Sean right now, I mean, Sean's his uh, his reaction time and everything's so good, and he's so fucking springy right now. If he comes out and tries to do anything different, it's gonna be bad for him because Sean's dialed right now. So if he comes out, he'll probably do the same thing against Corey. Try to take his legs out early and try to just piece him up and try to get in range. I mean, he's 5'4". Sean's huge, so he's got to get in range. And I think he's a tough little shit where he's not going to be afraid to get in range. Where a lot of people are afraid to get close. They're afraid to close that distance. I feel like he's not going to be afraid to close that distance. He's almost going to disrespect it a little bit. Just like, fuck it. Just be with his grit. But that also could get him knocked out. For sure. So it's gonna it's gonna be sweet. It's gonna be fucking sweet, dude. Uh tips on dealing with panic and anxiety. Fuck, dude. I don't know. Get just getting some fucking cold water. Maybe hit a little XPT breathing routine and try to just chill out a little bit. Picture some shit really bad that hasn't happened to you and be like, wow, I'm lucky. And put it in perspective. Be king of the perspective. Yeah, I think uh, a gratitude practice helps a lot with that. In, like, what would you say you, do you have one of those? A gratitude practice? Well, I feel like that five-minute journal helped a ton. Like, first starting on how to, like, figure out how to do that. And it makes you grateful for, like, little tiny things and gives you little goals you want to accomplish each day. And then that, like, we don't do it anymore, but it kind of carries over to our life now still. Mm-hmm. And I think that's huge. Yeah. Jay, what about you when you're feeling a little bit anxiety and kind of like just panicky? Or Papa Xanax. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) No, I do the same thing in the morning. I always journal. It's like my, um, I got it from this book. It's called The Artist's Way. And even like when you feel like you don't have anything to write about or whatever it is, just write, write it down. That, That always makes me feel way better when I journal. Nice. Or if you're feeling like overwhelmed, um, uh, my mom always would say, just chunk it down. Like, don't think you have to get it all done right now. Like take it one step at a time. And that relieves like a bunch of anxiety when you have a ton to do. Yeah. Chunking it down. You guys are good at that. Jared Fletties. I've been thinking a lot about this fight. Are there keys to beating Jan? Heavy fainting, heavy pressure, consistent body work, drawing. Dude, the key to this fight is literally fucking hit him and don't get hit. That's the key. Stay away from him. Hit him. Don't get hit. There's the keys. Boom. So we'll see if he can do it. It's Or... Is he going to chail son in him? Is he going to take him down and fucking put the body triangle on him and ride him out? We'll never know. Excited for the 22 when show gets the knockout. Also can't wait for the Patreon content, Tim. Yeah, we're gonna. I'm going to put Patreon content. All the co- the content behind the scenes, I'm going to be throwing it up on page. So. Um, Timbo, can you and Sugar put together a basic intermediate striking video? We were going to do that with like this uh, Fanatics. I think it was BJJ Fanatics. We were going to do a striking thing, but I was like, we're planning on doing it just ourselves and releasing it for the people to buy um, all the striking tricks. Tips for getting mentally prepared for a competition a couple weeks out like you are now. Should you be 100% dialed in or loose so you don't burn yourself out? Uh, I mean, you can't. If you sit there, you take a car, turn that car on, and put it in your garage. What's going to happen? You're going to run out of fucking gas. You got to find times to shut your mind off and you got to find times to be prepared. I mean, be dialed. Think about it. But if you think about it all day, every day, like people think you should, it's like, no, you can't do that. You just can't. 
Okay, been training BJJ but had to move away due to college. Tips on training with bigger guys. My new gym is filled with absolute giants. While I'm scrawny as fuck, did Sugar have any similar problems when he started at that? Uh, yeah. I mean, when you're a small guy, you're going to have to go with big guys. When you're really small, you're going to have to go with big guys. But, dude, like I said, count your wins differently. Maybe I, I'm going with this big guy. Oh, he tapped me out five times. Just be like, okay, I'm going to see how long I can maintain my guard with this guy. See if I can maintain my guard for a minute. Um, okay, I maintain my guard for, for a minute. I maintain my guard for the whole round. Well, then you probably you won the match. Try to maintain your guard instead of just trying to throw up a submission right away. Now you're getting smashed in side control because you tried to submit him right away. What do you think, Jay? Rolling with someone bigger. Um, You've always told me, and Clay Carpenter, he's always told me, because I always ask like the smaller guys that are like about my size the same question, but they're like obviously black belt. And they always say stay on top and use your speed as an advantage and just know when to when to move, I guess. You know, like if it's like a five-minute round, then maybe for those two, three minutes, I'm not like going crazy with my energy. I'm just like kind of keeping a good base, good foundation, not getting swept. And then once like it's a two, one minute mark, and then I just put the pace on them and hopefully I get a pass, take their back. Mm-hmm. A little bit more speed and stuff. But yeah, yeah staying on top is a big one, a big one. If you're small and you get on top of a guy, your whole focus there should be, I'm going to stay on top of this guy. I'm going to stay on top of this guy. I don't want to be underneath someone that's way fucking bigger than me. I'm going to try to stay on top to him, pass the guard, try to maybe force them to turtle and then take their backs. Because yeah, even on big guys, when you try to throw up submissions, like a triangle armbar, they always are going to stack you or just lift you. <laughs> yeah. So I try not to really throw stuff off my back on bigger guys unless they're just like super giving it to me. Yeah. Arm but, drags. Yeah, something. Omoplatas. Well, and I think like it sucks, but in the long run, your technique's going to end up being even better from that. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And I learned that from when I was a purple belt training with Taquino. I'm like, he's small. He, I mean, he's not a big guy. And at the time, we had this. We had groups, probably about five black belts, big guys, over 200 pounds, bigger than me. And I'd watch him, and it's like he was never avoiding those rounds. He would take every big dude, the best dudes, and go with them 10-minute rounds because we were doing 10-minute rounds back then in comp training. And he'd go with them, and he'd beat, he'd beat them all. So I'm like, damn, there's just, no matter what, I try to take that from him. No matter how good the person is, how big the guy is, I'm just going to go with him. I'm 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 just going to prove my jujitsu is good. Tatum, yo, can you go over your opinions on caffeine intake as a whole? I'm highly addicted to caffeine. Love the sugar-free monsters, Red Bulls, but I understand they aren't good for you. On the other hand, a lot of healthier options like kombuchas and teas have a lot of sugar in them. What are your thoughts? I probably do... 200 milligrams of caffeine a day espresso in the morning and then maybe a little one 12 from 12 to 1 i try not to abuse it if i abuse it i feel too geeked how much you do a day jay i usually do a coffee in the morning and then like a tea but i've always taken consideration what you guys say just don't drink past like a certain time so i try not to drink it past like three like four is the latest i'll drink it even that's kind of late but i just not try to drink it super late but i kind of know my intake like Cause if I do this and then I do something else, like I all feel weird, like super jittery. Just kind of know your cap, I guess. And you're kind of the same as me, Mariah. Same about the same amount as caffeine. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing worse than going to bed 
and just like being being wired. wired yeah and you're just there you're just wired you're it's like midnight it's 1 p.m and you're sitting there wide awake like, <laughs> fuck but we fuck. did that i think last week you're like let's just share a coffee and i'm like it's already like 4 4 30 i'm like yeah. it's too late because I, I try to stop at two uh-huh. and he's like we'll just share it it'll be fine we both slept horrible <laughs> yeah when i was younger or like when before i knew that it stayed in your system that long me and dal used to go to the gym like 7 8 p.m we would down a bang each oh my god <laughs> yeah. he charged he would text me like bro my heart's beating i can't sleep <laughs> charged up baby that's what we do and you always see young kids doing that i remember doing yeah. that in high school like drinking energy drinks at yeah remember like Georgie, eight o'clock when he like oh, used yes. a shotgun and fucking bang <laughs> like seven that night uh what did you learn about oat milk mariah about oat milk and how i've heard it from a couple people now that it's just not good for oh you. they were too. they were saying like the lectins and stuff in like milk alternatives are not good for you at all and then the guy said well what do you want to do if you want to make a horse or a cow fat you feed them oats so i was like oh yeah so oat milk's really fattening and then it has like the lectins and stuff in it so they said if you're going to do a milk alternative it's unsweetened coconut milk hmm i wonder if that mm. froth or miss with or mixes with espresso as good as oat milk it's because crazy. the baristas are the one who yeah Go say ahead. oat milk mix is best with espresso yeah it's crazy how like the coffee shop for a minute they were pushing oat remember like they're yeah. like, kind of they were recommending i think it's it. cheaper yeah. is it no yeah. way i think so because mm. milk's pretty expensive yeah so it's do like, raw milk g i know we're gonna do raw milk well we got some of just organic grass-fed what was it two percent or whole milk? it was whole milk it was really good really good and uh, usually I don't like milk at all, but it was actually really good. I've never had issues with dairy. I've always been good with it, unless it's ice cream. Then I sleep talk, sleep walk, sleep jack off <laughs> the whole nine yards. Has uh, he ever slept walk with you, Mariah? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. He yep. used to sleep walk quite a bit, <laughs> like when night. we first started. He was actually sleep talking like two nights ago. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. He sleep talks. If we do a lot of dairy before bed, He'll definitely sleep talk. He hasn't slept walk in a long time, but when we first started dating, he would. That? You slap him when you wake him up or no? She just lets me do my thing. And he just like was walking into like the TV, said some very inappropriate things. Did he really? And then came back to bed. <laughs> I cannot saying, say G? it. I don't know, G. I <laughs> Can't don't say know. it. Dark. Okay, Bucci's G, ass or titties? I... I'm into them both. I mean, some girls with flat tits, I mean, it's still hot for some reason. Just small tits, I'm like, it's still sexy. And some girls with big old bags, just saggers. <laughs> big bags. Sometimes I just always crazy. think, how is that going to look when they're older? That's always my I don't thought, think that. Bro. I think of how it's going to look when I'm pounding missionary. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, yeah, a good set of fat tits, some flat tits. I'm, I'm, I mean, tits are tits. I like them. They're good. But nice little butt i mean ass or titties i can't it's not pick too one picky yeah. yeah let's just put it that way i'm not too picky <laughs> solly 710 how fun was the training camp compared to others i feel like you guys were dialed in for a good 12 weeks preparing for the number one guy in the world wanted to know what it felt different about the intensity and energy of this fight camp compared to others also tim you were looking good dude i hope you get told that at least once a day so yeah, i appreciate that brother <laughs> uh what felt different Dude, it's just a, such a huge fight. I don't know how many times this has happened. I remember, who was it that came into the UFC and got a title shot? I think their first fight, like sh- short notice. It was the week of. It was versus TJ Dillashaw. I forgot who it was, but I don't think this has happened other than that. The number 12 
Is Sean 12 now? Because yeah, Jose he retired. He's 12. 12 versus number one. And just everyone's saying he, he's going to lose. And then just everyone's saying, this guy's too much for him. This guy's too tough for him. It's like, how old is Peter Yawn? I think he's fairly close to the same as Sean. 28 or 27. 29 maybe at the oldest. Yeah, I think he's like a year older. Yeah, Peter Yawn is 1993. So he's 29. Yeah, so he's 29, so he's a young bucks. It's like, dude... Has Peter really gone through that much more tough shit? I, I mean, the little fucker's durable. He he is durable, I think. But God, I rewatched. And not it's not really comparing Thomas Almeida to to uh, Peter Yon, but Thomas Almeida is a very good striker. Peter's going to be, like I said, less scared to engage. I feel like, but uh, Thomas Almeida is taller. He's pretty. He's pretty orthodox guy, Muay Thai guy, and he just like Sean made him look stupid. You you watch that fight, you're like, holy fuck, he made him look terrible. And Peter, they say he's 5'7". There's no way he's 5'7". He's really short. It's like, I don't know. I'm, I'm pumped about the fight. But it's such a big fight that I am, I'm I'm like, damn, this is a huge fucking deal. Because Sean beats this kid, everything changes. That literally, you win the next three fights, everything changes big time. Like you're on a whole nother level. But I think you almost like can't think about that. Yeah. Like just treat it like a normal fight. Yeah. And that's the thing. That's the thing. As soon, no, no matter, okay, the guy's number one, blah, 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 blah. The numbers don't mean shit. He's, he's just a little, a little human. And Sean's a human too. They're going to go in there and they're going to match up. As soon as the cage closes though, it's just like, it's the same shit all the time. Being in the moment and letting it, letting it ride. So has much change? Not really, but we're definitely more dialed this fight. Definitely did more sparring, so his timing sharp and ready to go for Peter Yoner. How do you actually say his name? Peter. It's P E E N E R. Peter. No, it's P E T R. I think it's Peter or some weird shit. I think it's P E T R right here on Wikipedia. I don't know, but how do you say it? Petrie. Peter. Petrie. You don't know how to say. Oh, Peter. Yeah. That's what Jay said. P Y O T R. <laughs> okay. So. So same song. It's Peter. funny though because everybody calls him Peter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Americans are just so rude. I know. Mm-hmm. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was a good pod. So. See you when you get back, man. We are gonna be gone. I hope I'm gonna be able to upload one next week, and then the week after fight week, we'll see. We possibly might begin Andrew Tate on the Timber Sugar Show. Oh, I don't know. Sick. Who fucking knows, honestly? But uh. Hope you guys, what the hell? Subscribe, comment, like, share. Right? Yeah. Oh, will you turn on the the my the sound oh. for my phone? Go ahead. We'll get you out of here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Go enjoy your day. Hope all the brothers out there get a nice BJ. Get a good workout. And we'll get serious. Uh, subscribe. Make sure you're subscribed. We're four subscribers from 20,000 people. So, love you. See you later. Bye-bye.